you are going to be privy to hear an unedited, uncut back story as Dr. Ewa and I talked. I just just let the camera roll. And so you're going to get some information and a backstory as we lead into this episode. Welcome. You're not here by accident. My name is Joy. I am your host. And we have a geriatrician, Dr. Vivian Ewa from Canada, sharing her expertise, her information, but also her passion for helping the elderly and helping their families understand how to best take care of their elderly family member with dignity. Friend, get ready to listen in to our behind the scene conversation. Wow, that was incredible. (laughs) Thank you. Well, yeah, the the, the pushback is, is real. And I've seen my mother do that a lot with me and things because sometimes it's just, I gotta get this done, I need to do this. While yep. I'm operating and told me one time, she said, you know, I'm not a child. Yes. Yes. She, and she yes. said, mean, the way she said, she said, Joy, I'm not a child. Stop telling me what to do. Yes. Yeah. 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 And it's, it's just one of those things that if a keg, if the family member caregiver can just remember that, you know, they're, they're not children. Yes. They're still the same person they have a disease. And so we will manage the disease while recognizing they're still the same person. And doing that, and that sensitivity and being very empathic when we're providing the supports and care and just finding creative ways, you know. So why are you giving me my pills? That's a very common one. And I find, oh my God, you know, you can find uh, caregiver spouses are fighting because the person with dementia won't take the pills. She won't take the pills. How can I get her to take her pills? And it's just stepping back to say, well, what would I have said to mom two, three years ago that would have made her take pills? Mm. So mom, this is good for your blood pressure. Or mom, it will help, you know, it will help your heart. Or mom, it's for your brain health. Remember your brain health? Oh, yeah, 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 it's my brain health. Oh, yeah. So what, what matters to the person with dementia? And that's what sometimes works the best, is what matters most to the person with dementia. What are their values? So they value good health. So they will take their medications because health is a big value. They will eat because eating is a value. Like, you know, mom always used to make sure people had their meals. You know, why would, why would mom want to have a bath? Well, mom will have a bath if she's going out or she will wash her hair if one of the children, like, you know, is coming or if she's going to see the, the doctor. So just being appealing to that person's Values, those values, beliefs never go away. What matters most to the person with dementia never, never goes away. It's always there. And so you appeal to that sense. And, you know, it's it's tough for the caregiver because you're also trying to, you're frustrated at the same time because you're doing all these things and you're having to do all these creative ways. And it's, it's very tasking. And so managing your own mental health, as well as managing the person with dementia's mental health and your own wellness, sometimes just takes its toll and you just burn out. And so we'll talk about how you can make sure you don't get to the burnout stage where you can't take it any longer. 
because it's a lot. It's a lot to expect of the person providing care or living with a person of dementia. It's a lot to expect. But there are ways in which the, the person living with the person with dementia can approach tasks that can enable you do this for a long time and also maintain your own mental health and physical well-being. Have we started? Please continue because we're going, I'm going to include what we were talking about. Please continue and please help us when it comes to the family member or provider. How do we stop burnout? Because that is real as you deal with a family member going through this terrible disease. So, yeah, certainly, uh, yes, dementia, you know, it's 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 a, it's a diagnosis that I find that whenever um, people receive that diagnosis, it's almost like the end of everything. And it's devastating. It changes your life. It changes a lot. You know, um, it changes the person that you've always known. And, and, and even you living with a person with dementia, so the family member, it changes your interaction. It changes your, your dynamics. And so one of the things I try to do is to, is to help people see the other side of um, that dementia journey. And I, I try to make people see this as a journey which starts at a point where, you know, there's that sense of loss and sense of grief. And then you have to step up and support your loved one through that journey until the end when, you know, um, uh, either the person with dementia uh, is no more or they they have to be in a place where you're not the main uh, care uh, giver. But if you look at it as a journey, then you look at it as something that there is a start and there is an end and there's a middle too. And so how do you look after yourself through the journey? I talked a lot in the last segment about all the supports that you as a family member have to give. I've talked about how you have to support them with their day-to-day activities as dementia progresses. People don't even know if it's morning or night or, or, or in the middle of the day, like they lose their sense of time. And so you have to be that one who is sort of helping structure the day and helping them with the breakfast. And sometimes persons with dementia don't even remember they have to eat. So you have to do that as well. And so there's a lot that is changing with the person with dementia and there's a lot that you are doing. One of the first things I say is that you get help. You cannot do it by yourself. Um, And this is important if you're listening, is that you cannot do it by yourself. I know for some spouses, it's like, oh, we have vowed, you know, till death do us part. I will be there. I will support. And I've seen so many of my patients over the years The spouses have stepped up and done an incredible amount of work, but you cannot do it by yourself. Mm. I know you mean well, but you must get help and get help early. In Canada, we have home care services, and I I believe you have the same in the United States. And so home care can certainly help with things like uh, coming in to um, start the day for the person with dementia so they can get them up in the morning, they can give them a bath, they can help with the medications. We do have those services here in Canada. And that leaves you as a family member to just sit with them and just enjoy the day with them. Yes, you can still do the lunchtime pills, you can do the nighttime pills if you want, you can do the other meals, 
but get help. Let other services step in to do some of the tasks that you don't have to do. I talked about the medication struggle. We always talk about medications as an opportunity for the person with dementia to establish their independence. So they refuse to take the pills. Sometimes giving that task to another person to do it. So home care, for instance, if home care does the medications, then you're not fighting with your loved one. Um, If making the meals becomes a burden, then invest in a meal delivery service or or, uh, pre-packaged meals or other family members can step in and prepare meals. You can share it as a family. So just doing different things. Somebody can step in to say, oh, I'm going to take mom out today. Or, you know, you can share it amongst yourself who takes mom uh, to an activity. I don't know if you have um, day programs in in the United States, but here in Canada, we have what we call uh, day uh, adult day support programs where your loved one can go two or three times a week and they can be in a group, participate in group activities with healthcare providers. That gives the caregiver a break. I always talk about respite. Respite is something that you must have. If it's a couple of hours a day where a friend or another family member looks after the person with dementia while you engage in self-care, that's not the time to clean the house and do what, no. That's the time to do something for you. Go for a long walk. Go for a massage if you want. Take a long bath. Do something while somebody else or your loved one is at a program where they are being cared for. So to prevent burnout, you have to look after you. I know I've talked a lot about looking and supporting after supporting the person with dementia, but as a caregiver, you need to participate in self-care. You need to be self-aware. You need to know your limits and you need to know when to ask for help, ask for help and seek that help and engage in self-care. I always ask caregivers, what do you enjoy doing? What makes you happy? And whatever it is that makes you happy, do it. Really engage in it and do it, you know, Um, going for a nice meal, you know, going for a long walk, do those things, going for a a good workout. Sometimes caregivers don't have time for exercise and it's so important. It maintains your mental and your cognitive health. So you need to engage in uh, that um, care. So whatever services you have in whatever jurisdiction you are, look for it. Um, Many of the local Alzheimer's disease societies um, have uh, a group activities for the person with dementia and persons living with persons with dementia. So if you go on your local Alzheimer's disease website, you might be able to find some uh, programs in your area. There's also programs for caregivers to engage in as well. I find caregivers who are informed are caregivers who are better prepared for the journey of dementia. And so if you educate yourself on what is dementia, what are the behaviors with dementia? What are the sort of the, the things that I need to watch out for in a person in a person with dementia? I find those people tend to do well with caregiving because they are well informed, so they are better prepared. So the Alzheimer's Disease Society has excellent resources. I recommend going there and reading uh, some of the um, uh, uh, educational pamphlets that are available. There are also videos on how you can help. There's also the Dementia Advisor app, and I I don't know if it's available in the States, but it's a great app where you can ask questions like, oh, my dad will not have a shower today. What do I do? And it will actually prompt you as to steps to do uh, to uh, encourage, to engage the person with dementia in having a shower. 
And there are all the, um, the, the, the other tips on that dementia advisor. So what am I saying? To prevent burnout, get informed, get educated, um, get help, get help early. If people offer to help, use it and, uh, and be prepared for the journey. And there are many ways in which people go through journeys. Like if you know you're going through a journey, if you decide you're going to enjoy that journey, you actually would. If you decide that this is going to be rough, it's going to be difficult, it might end up being that, you know. So I think a positive attitude and a positive outlook as to how that journey will be and how it will end. And, and getting help. Behaviors in dementia is one of the most challenging ones. And it can be difficult to see the person you've loved and the person you've lived with and known all your life become aggressive, agitated, and in some cases, physically you know, abusive. It can be very challenging. But like I said at the first session, if you step back and remember this person is still your loved one, what has changed is the disease, dementia, that has come in. And so you are dealing with dementia, not with your loved one who is no longer your loved one. No, that's never the case. And so if you remind yourself of that, then you can handle the behaviors better. And having said that, if your loved one really is very um, aggressive and physically um, agitated and, and you are at risk of harm, that is the time to get help. There are medications to help with that. So please don't endure that if you're being hit. Uh, you must uh, mention, must seek help from uh, your, your doctor, uh, your dementia care nurse, whoever is involved in that care circle. Uh, we have medications that we can help, uh, we can use to help manage those uh, significantly aggressive uh, behaviors. So don't, don't endure any um, verbal or physical aggression that, you know, you have, um, you have you've done, you know, those uh, non uh, medication approaches to uh, manage them. So not, you know, uh, pushing uh, the person with dementia. That's the common one. You're pushing them and pushing them and then they push back and they hit you. So if you're doing all those things and still you're getting that physical aggression, you must seek help so that we can help you. Wow. Wow. And you said there's an app, which I am going to be. Yes. Out. Okay. There's an actual app and it's called what again? The Dementia Advisor. Yeah, it's the Dementia Advisor app. Yeah, friends, I already knew that she was incredible. I already knew this. I won't tell you how I knew, but I already knew this. <laughs> Isn't she amazing? Um, I am sure that this chat, all three of them, because you have to listen to all three. I know there's something in there to enlighten to bless, to um, encourage you as you just deal with life. And if it's not for you yet, please share it. Please do that. Thank you, Dr. Ella. Thank you so very much. Thank you. It was an honor and a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Joy. It was really an honor to be invited uh, for these sessions. Thank you. Thank you so much. And friends, thank you for joining us. Again, this has been Life and Faith Chats. Peace. Wait, wait, wait. Don't go just yet. Join me for an epilogue or post-chat conversation with Dr. Ewa. Wow. You are amazing. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. 
Thank you. Uh, hopefully, it will help people. It's not, no, it's not. It's not. It's not restricted to Canada. No. Oh, it's even yeah, the USA. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Alzheimer USA endorsed it. Yeah. Have you got it? Yeah. 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 It's very good. It's really good. Yeah. I see it. And then, as the caregiver, you can go through those lessons. So you can go through. Um, so remember what I talk about responding from his perspective. It's there. Um, so how does the person feel? Uh, how would they have done this in the past? How would they have dealt with this? What are their values? What are their, you know, uh, what matters to them? Acknowledge her experience, you know. Try to control the urge to, uh, <laughs> to correct her perspective of reality. I find that's very common. Yeah. As the person will say, oh, I was talking to your dad. And um, your dad said this. And then the daughter is trying to say, mom, dad is dead. What do you mean dad is dead? I talked to dad yesterday. He was right here. And actually, I'm, so the trick is don't remind her dad is dead because she's 10, 20 years, you know, she's in an era where dad is still alive. So, oh yeah, what, what did dad say? Well, that's interesting. Well, dad, oh, oh my God, it's great dad is doing that. And it, it's actually a better way because then you're not challenging the reality that the person with dementia has and you're not overwhelming them. Because a lot of times the behavior, the aggression, and I didn't say this, the, the aggression agitation is driven by anxiety. So they're anxious about, oh my God, did I really forget he was dead? So somewhere, in, somewhere there is that knowledge or, or um, there is that awareness that maybe he's actually dead. And so when you remind them of that, it just makes them so anxious as opposed to, oh yeah, and what did that say? Oh, that's interesting. And so it leaves the person with dementia to just flow in that reality and not get anxious. And in a funny way, sometimes they actually will remember later that, you yeah. know, dad is actually dead, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've heard people say, oh, they said that. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. So it's, um, yeah, I just, it's, um, it's, it's, a, it's a challenging journey, but it is a journey.